0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Zach here. Hopefully, you're having an amazing day. Welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels, and pumped to spend some time with you guys today. It's getting near the end of the day right now, and I am excited to spend a little bit of time with you guys here. Uh, I just spent the majority of the day... Working with, uh, or working on a, a company's, um, a, a network marketing company's marketing material, um, which is super cool at the corporate level. That was a lot of fun, and then just got done planning out some strategy for a new acquisition funnel that we're going to be uh, deploying for ourselves and uh, bringing in team members that way, which will be pretty freaking sweet. I'll tell you more about it as it gets uh, closer to fruition. So hopefully we're going to be shooting that video tomorrow or the next day um it's a little tough to shoot the videos that you need to shoot when you're constantly on the move and like you know i need a whiteboard and an easel and stuff um and and now i'm thinking like oh should i do a whiteboard should i just like do it on a computer and then i need to you know take a bunch of time to do all the graphics or i need to hire someone to do the graphics and it's like ah i'm thinking all about this so what I'm thinking I'll do is I'll probably just run it I'll just do it as like a whiteboard session and then if it ends up being a hit which it probably will I hope (laughs) you never really know but when you do enough funnels you generally have an idea when one's gonna work um so I, I think it's gonna work pretty good it's just a matter of how good it works and if it works really good then I'll of course spend some time on making the video better um so, that's going to hopefully happen in a few days. Uh, we'll kind of see how the whole whiteboard situation comes together and basically how the lighting is because we also don't have, you know, lights and all those fancy things. So, that's going to happen over the next few days, um, which would be a lot of fun. But today, I want to chat with you guys a little bit about something that is uh, kind of uh, obscure, I think. Um, we get asked a lot. We know what our favorite things have been from traveling, and 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 non-favorite things. Um, so if you if you don't know, Ashley and I have been traveling the world for about five or six, it's getting close to six months. Actually, um, actually it's almost six months. So we. Actually, it's been over six months. Uh, so we packed up our stuff and uh, put things in storage and uh, headed off head off to Asia um, last year and lived overseas for three and a half, four months. And we've actually been in the U.S. for almost two months now. We um, came home for Christmas and uh, just to handle some business things and stuff like that. We're like, well, we could go back, but we will have to be back in a. Co- we we basically would have had to bounce from wherever we were overseas to the US like two or three times over the course of two or three months and I just didn't feel like neither of us felt like dealing with that much jet lag or balancing all that stuff and you know quite honestly that gets you know that gets pretty expensive like we're we're definitely uh, you know we I'm still I'm still a tightwad (laughs) for those of you who don't know me um, like that well like on a personal level like I'm a total tightwad I uh, it's definitely something I've been working working on for the since we've been traveling uh, to like loosen the reins a little bit, um, which is fun, but you know, that's, that's something there too. I'm just like, Oh, I don't really want to, you know, freaking pay for, you know, a a thousand round trip flights and stuff. That's crazy. Um, But, uh, so yeah, so we're here in the States, we're in Texas right now, and we are going to be here for another month or so. Um, I've got a friend's wedding, like basically the only dude in the world that could possibly get married that I would actually come back overseas for, uh, is getting married. Are you serious? He's getting married and, uh, we're going to, of course, be in that. I'm standing up in his wedding, which is really fun, um... So we'll be doing that. And then right after that, we have, um, the very first MLM Rebels workshop where we're going to be walking people through building, you know, either their acquisition funnel or their webinar or whatever it is that they're on, that they're building. We're going to be doing that. So we're going to be doing that for people that are both on our team and off our team. So if that's of interest to you, uh, you are welcome to take a look at the availability. Um, that's at, uh, MLMRebelsBlueprint.com. Um, so that 's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and then we 're free to go. <laughs> then we can head back overseas, which will be which will be super duper um, and we 're probably going to head to europe and then uh, we 're going to Iceland in July. Which would be sweet. There is a uh, really awesome um, you know, uh, like mentor slash peer. I would consider him probably more of a mentor than a peer. Uh, in the marketing space, he is definitely beyond us in terms of marketing. Um, and so we've developed a relationship over the past year and a half. And uh, he's having a birthday party in Iceland. <laughs> and so he invited us to that. So we just RSVP'd a little bit ago for that. So we'll be in Iceland in July. And then Europe. We're planning to, sh- to hit Portugal and Malta. And Spain. And those are the oh, and Greece actually is really excited about Greece. I personally wanted to hit Tokyo or Japan, like Tokyo, uh, Japan, obviously Tokyo is in Japan. Uh, I wanted to hit that. Um, so probably do that as well, but Tokyo is really easy to get to from the States. Like, like if we're in Chicago, there's a direct flight from Chicago. There's a direct flight from the East coast. I think there's direct flights from the West coast. Um, so it's super easy to get to, you don't have to do any layovers. Um, you know, the, the time change is obviously brutal, but it's, you know, it's, a t- it's roughly a 12 hour time change. So it's pretty easy to go to get over. Um, so we don't necessarily have to hit Tokyo. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so the, the question that comes up a lot when we're chatting with people is, like, what's been your favorite part about traveling? And what's been the, the worst part? So the favorite part is probably what you'd expect, you know? It's seeing the world. It's completely changing your perspective on tons of stuff, which is, I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, if you, if you listen to the college episode a few episodes ago, I mentioned that one of the things that I believe everyone should do before they settle down or do anything is go travel the world. You know, it's amazing how much different the world is than what we think. Like, like I got got a few, I got a few bones to pick for sure. Like one is when people get all pissed off about America, uh, like if you live in America right now, uh, you can probably relate to this in some way. Either you're going to be super mad at me right now or you're going to love me. But if you live in America right now, um, this is the way I feel about it. If someone's all super pissed about America, like, oh, America sucks, you know, blah, 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 blah. If they say that kind of stuff, my, like, my thought is, like, dude, get out. Like, get out of the country. If you, if you hate it that much, get out. The only reason you can say that is because America's the land of the free. You have free speech. And you're able to say that stuff. So, literally, the thing that's protecting your freedom of speech is the thing that you're saying you're hating. Like, the reason that you're allowed to say it... It's it's just like this. It's this circle that doesn't break. It's like, are you stupid? And so, it's like it makes me so mad. And when you go overseas to all these different places, you're like, oh my lord! Like, I mean, number one, you're gonna find out a few things. Number one, you're gonna find out overseas that in the places that you thought were impoverished some of them are not like, you know, some of them are like super impoverished for sure. But some of them are not impoverished. You you know, like I always thought, you know, like there are certain places around the world that we, and we just are not, we're not exposed to them. And I used to think that like, there's these places in Asia that were like, oh, that's like where all the sweatshops are. And that's where this is. And that's where that is. And you know, people live on like $2 a day. And you know, that is true. People live on like two bucks a day, but do you realize that they, they can live on $2 a day? It's like us living on a hundred bucks a day. You know, it's, it's light. It's skimpy, but it works. you can do it right And um, it's just crazy your mind's like, oh my my goodness like you're overseas and you see these people and and you're like this this number one like this isn't so bad. this is pretty great actually. These people look happier than the people at home. Oh my goodness, these people look happier but they're only making like two dollars a day, five bucks a day but they look happier and they're living well and they're close with their families you're like what is going on here and then you look at it from another perspective and you're like holy crap we have it good like yeah these people are happy and they're really pumped up but like you know the, like toilet paper in some places that we were at is considered a luxury they call it high so high society it's for high society people high so people and you're like wow Dude, we have it so good. People are whining about the poverty that they're in, and yes, yeah, poverty sucks. Of course, right? It's in my opinion, it is. Uh, it's a enemy, and um, you can look into that as deep as you want. But like poverty, super blows. But my guess is, even if someone is poverty stricken in the U.S. today, like they probably have toilet paper. Right. Or they have access to toilet paper in some way. Um, like, of course, we have a you know, homeless thing and actually sit on the board for a homeless um, person, uh, nonprofit and stuff. That's obviously a thing. Um, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that can help themselves that don't. Right. And so you see this, you're like, oh, my goodness, we have it so freaking good and when people complain about the country that they're in being in America, I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, go overseas for 12 and a half seconds and see the way that people live across the globe and you'll be thankful for what you have. And also realize that not everyone across the globe, like, it's not like they all, it's not like they all want to, like, they're not, like, they're happy. And, and a lot of them are doing good. So it's like this crazy dynamic where it's like, wow we're lucky and also it's like wow i didn't realize how good you have it right it's amazing another thing that we learned is how much the of the world actually wants to be like america in a lot of ways it's like wow i didn't know that like we in my head I got this perspective painted in my head that everyone hates Americans. I literally thought that that's the way that I felt. That's the way a lot of my friends feel who have never left the country. Everyone hates Americans. Not true. I mean, of course, there are places where it is true, where America is trying to, you know, doing really stupid things. I'm not going to get into any of that stuff. But there, is, there are places of the world where Americans are not liked, of course. But people like Americans. I'm like, this is nuts. People like us. Oh my goodness! We were welcomed in. If we were respectful and adapting to their culture rather than forcing them to adapt to ours, people really enjoyed our presence, and we got you know really good service. Um, not because we were sh- sh- showering them with money, but because we were just we were just people that they wanted to be nice to. It was crazy, absolutely nuts. Totally shifts the way you think about things. Another thing that was really amazing is um, like how it shifts your thinking. It's like wow, I'm over here. Like I spent my years in network marketing thinking I couldn't even leave my home freaking town of Chicago, like the Chicagoland area with like, I couldn't even leave for more than a few days. Otherwise my team would fall apart. Like that's what I felt like that fear was like instilled in me. And so I didn't take a vacation for eight years straight, eight years straight. I did not leave for, uh, I left one time for five days for five days. And I still like was very busy with, with making phone calls and stuff like that making sure my quote unquote team didn't fall apart. And, um, I realized like we left for four months and yeah, we did work, but you know, we worked four hours a day, five hours a day, maybe from across the world and the other side of the globe. And, uh, oh, actually four to five hours a day, it's an exaggeration. Like some days we worked that little, sometimes we worked a lot. So, um, I, I, that, was, that was a bit of an exaggeration, but, uh, we worked a lot less basically than what I was, uh, in old school network marketing. And I'm like, dude, a lot of these social norms and pressures that I felt in my life, are not actually true. This is not actually a thing. Like I am on the other side of the globe here. I am. I, <laughs> I literally skipped the process by, you know, by I, like I, you are like, what have I been like? How have I been thinking that way? And it just totally r- r- warps your head. Like you are like, wow, I, I I don't need to do those things. I don't need to do the things I've told I was have to do. And you start to break, you start to identify what things were socially implanted in me and what things did I accept um, or did I conjure up and then accept, right? You start to think about, it, you start to, be, do it, start to be able to identify these things and it's really powerful. Um, it's really, really cool. So uh, those are a few things that were really, really good about it. Um, uh, one thing that I noticed, I wrote a post about this um, is that capitalism is good, And we really, really saw this firsthand when when traveling. If you don't know what capitalism means, don't feel embarrassed. I didn't know what it meant until I was like 22. Uh, I remember this movie coming out called Capitalism, Semicolon, A Love Story. And I've never seen the movie still. But I remember when it came out. And I was like, I I remember thinking this, man. I was was raised very... um, uh, you know, very liberal. Very, well, I don't know if I was raised that way. I just ended up having those thoughts because I was raised. Chicago—it's a super blue area, blue state. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily tell you uh, what my political affiliation is now because honestly, I don't really have one with either side. I think they're both, you know, morons in some ways. But uh, from an economic standpoint, uh, I definitely kind of view things as like capitalism is a good thing because you know, as a business owner, we're all business owners. Like, I want to be able to make money and be able to use that money how I see fit. Um, that did not necessarily. Mean, I definitely disagree with plenty of things on both sides. But I was raised um, in the Chicagoland area kind of in a more like liberal-ish mindset, right? And that being said, when the capitalism movie came out, I remember thinking of the word capitalism and I thought it was bad. I was like, oh, it's a bad word. Like whoever believes in capitalism is bad. I didn't know what capitalism meant. Capitalism means... Free enterprise. It means the ability to own your own business and keep the fruits of your labor. That's what capitalism means in its in its core. And uh, and as I'm as we're traveling, and I see these people that uh, are across the world, and everyone, for the most part, is trying to be a capitalist. They're trying to make money. For themselves, they're trying to offer value in some way and cr- create money, create an income, so then then they can support their family, or jeez, um, uh, uh, give money to where, where they need to give money to, or they want to give money to. At the very core of it, it's it, it's it's capitalism, and that's what they're shooting for in many places in the world. Now I know there's places that are, uh, you know, the complete opposite, and I'm well aware of them. We met plenty of people from those places as well, but it just I'm saying that the majority of the things that we saw, and. When you have free capitalism, things that can just uh, go out, right, and, and and there's no there's no major barriers. Like in America, we have fairly low barriers for starting a business. We have uh, incredibly ridiculous income taxes, which um, are uh, unconstitutional, <clears throat> but fine. Um, but we have low barriers to start a business, right? And did you know that in the in the in the 300 years or less than 300 years that America has been a country, it has outproduced the entire recorded history of the world's production combined in the, in, in the years that America has been a country, it has outproduced the previous 5,000 years, 6,000 years of recorded history combined. And it's the first, it was the first totally free enterprise system that was created. Mind blowing. Right. And I started to see this and I was like, dude, this is nuts. So anyway, I kind of talked about that a lot. Um, I, uh, I'm just very passionate about keeping capitalism alive um, because, you know, without free enterprise, everything that we're doing goes to zero, by the way. Like, everything sucks. I mean, if you have, if, if someone else pays your bills, they control you, right? If, if, if we don't create our own way, Someone else is controlling us. They tell us what to do. What you know, what we can do for work, all that kind of stuff. And security and freedom are the opposites of each other. You know, if we, if I want a super secure thing to take care of me, like a job or the government, I have less freedom. They are they are mutually exclusive. And um, personally, I'm pro freedom um, over. Hyper lockdown security. If you want, if you want, get, like, check this out. If you want a guaranteed lunch, breakfast, and dinner, all of your expenses paid for, um, you can have that. And it exists today. It's called prison. It's the most secure place you can possibly be. Everything is taken care of, and, um, don't have to worry about anything, but you have no freedom. So, anyway, uh, kind of a random rant. Didn't mean to get any of that stuff. The, um, the stuff that I uh, was not overly excited about. And by the way, there's some amazing stuff about seeing the world. Um, like, <laughs> some of the scenery is unbelievable. Way better than uh, honking horns and angry people in cold Chicago traffic. Some of the stuff I wasn't necessarily excited about <clears throat> was... Um, uh, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's connections. It's connections. Um, and association, this was the hardest thing for me. It still is actually, since we're not technically like, we're not like somewhere, you know, we're just kind of bouncing. So, um, we've been staying in each location for a month, but it's barely enough to usually get some like good friends unless we go somewhere where we have friends. So each location we went to, we always met good people, um, either from either local or they were, you know, from some other country and we ended up becoming friends with them. I uh, made pretty good friends with some Italians, um, made pretty good friends with, uh, some people from Boston actually, and traveled to them with them to Bali and Thailand, met some good friends from people in, uh, in Texas, which is actually where we're at now, which is funny. Um, uh, made some good friends, uh, from a, a native Malaysian guy, um, so we made some great friends when we were going places. The thing that was always hard is that we never really were around long enough to not necessarily develop a deep connection like we did with a few of those people. We developed a nice, a very nice deep connection and really hit it off. But we never really made progress together because we weren't together long enough to make progress together. So, for instance, one of the things that we would do when we went to each location is we would get a co-working space so that we could go go work somewhere that wasn't the apartment that we were renting. And, you know, pretty much every place we went to, co-working space-wise, you know, we met good people. There were Nothing was bad about them. But the hardest thing was that most of them were like straight-up freelancers, you know? They were just trying to live the digital nomad lifestyle for as long as they could. You know, maybe let's say they were a freelance Photoshop person or whatever. Some of them were much higher level than that, but all of them were basically freelancers where they did a job, they got paid, and they did the next job, right? And they were basically just survivalists or they they owned their own job is really what it came down to. And there's nothing wrong with that. They get to do what they were passionate about at that time. But none of them were really like taking forward ground. They were just... They were they were just like surviving on other in another part of the world, doing a job that you know was now over, and you know that's okay. I mean, I started off with as a freelancer, and then I rolled it into an agency, and then rolled it into uh, you know kind of what we're doing now. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that, and they could definitely all go somewhere yeah, and do something bigger, but we never really associated with people that were really trying to make like huge forward progress and take really massive forward momentum and make a movement. And we always felt like, not egotistically, we just felt like we were beyond a lot of the, not the people, that's not the way I mean it, but like we were beyond where they were at in terms of their like growth in business or or, or vision. And it was really hard to kind of be at a different level. And I don't necessarily mean a higher level, I just mean a different level. Um, We were thinking totally differently and we never really got filled up. You know, we were constantly either pouring out or there was no exchange happening and that was definitely the hardest. And that actually is still hard right now um, because we're still kind of bouncing around. Um, our next stop is actually California, Southern California. And I'm personally, I'm like really excited <clears throat> about it because, I mean, of course, the weather's great. But we've got, outside of Chicago, we have the highest density of um, really strong business connections in Southern California. Uh, people that are, you know, moving forward, they're creating a movement. Um, uh, some of them are our peers. Uh, like as far as like, you know, levels go, if you will. And some of them are well beyond us. And that's really what we're excited about. Um, yeah, it's in Chicago too. There's there's that same thing in Chicago. Uh, there's a little bit of that in Austin, but um, but definitely in Southern California. Um, like th- that's, that makes me really excited because, you know, I can add value to a lot of these people and they can add value to me. And you can learn something from everyone, but I think you know what I mean that like some people are just on a different level. Um, it doesn't mean that's a higher level, it's just a different level. And, you know, we haven't really been in close proximity with people on similar levels to us or levels that we want to be at so that they're beyond us. And we're trying to get to where they're at. Like we haven't had a lot of that in the past six months. And, um, that's been really wearing (coughs) on, on both of us. Um, definitely me for sure. And so I am, I'm very, very excited for that. That's probably the number one thing that's been difficult Um, so I'm really excited about getting back on the road after all this stuff is done um, and getting back overseas exploring parts of Europe because it's amazing but I will say that I, I am excited to, to settle back down. Um, I'm excited to get to uh, a place that we decide to move to. I, we haven't decided yet. Right now, our top picks are um, Denver, uh, Austin, and Southern California. Um, also, loosely on the list is this town in in, Salt, uh, in in Utah, about an hour outside of Salt Lake City, um, just because there was a gentleman that totally sold me on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to check it out now. Um... It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, but I think uh, I think top of the list right now is Southern California, even though I despise the taxes and a lot of the government crap there, um, but the connections are really strong and the weather's beautiful. So probably top of the list is Southern California. Second on the list would be probably Denver. Third would probably be a tie between this uh, Salt Lake City place and, and Austin. Um, Austin was great. We really loved it. The connections are really strong there. Um, we don't have as many there, but like everyone's moving to Austin because <laughs> like they just treat businesses so much better. So a lot of the people in Southern California are moving to Austin. A lot of businesses are going there. It's a really cool place. Um, I think the number one thing, that the two things I really don't like about Austin is it gets really freaking hot, which I'm not a big fan of the heat, and um, there's like very little topography in comparison to uh, California or Utah we Denver, so I really, really love mountains. I think if there is one major um, natural thing that I like, it's mountains. Over, over the, I mean, I love the ocean for sure, um, uh, but I think mountains is my number one. So, like. Austin has hills, <laughs> which is better than Chicago, and it's better than, you know, where we're at now in East Texas, as far as topography goes, but it's, it's, there's nothing, it's, it's nothing close to a mountain, um, so it's, 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 it's that stuff, so, anyway, um, hopefully, guys, uh, this found you well, and you learned some th- stuff from today, and this has been a little bit long, and it was a little bit ranty, but, uh, hopefully, it took some value out of it. And if you did, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating down below on the podcast. That's the number one way uh, that you can help this message get out. Share this with your upline, your downline, your crossline. And if you leave a review on the podcast, we are going to give you um, an amazing copy, an amazing thing, which is a copy of our uh, our uh, like Unlimited Legion funnel. Basically, this is a funnel that produces thousands of leads whenever we have it on and totally liquidates all of its, co- all of its costs. Um... In ad spend, so if we spend ten grand, we make ten grand back, and all the leads that we get are for completely for free. Um, To give you a rough idea of what this funnel has done for us, this this funnel particularly that I would give you, this is the funnel that um, a, a multiple top earners have. Uh, purchased our products, become a part of our list, reached out to us for various reasons. One of them um, actually, uh, we ended up doing work for, designing his acquisition funnels, and he started he started having some crazy freaking numbers um, from the funnels that we developed for him. Um, and then through all the stuff, I'll kind of skip some of the layers in there, but through all of that stuff, we ended up um, in talks. With uh, the network marketing company, company at a corporate level, with helping them with their marketing, which is super cool, and that all happened from this one funnel, and um, it's also brought us, um, uh, we like. Like literally, people have purchased this from this funnel a couple of years ago, and um, we had a person like literally just joined Rebel's recruiting system that first bought a product like you know all those years ago from that one funnel. Uh, There's people that are still getting on our team today or buying stuff from us today that got on that were from that funnel like years ago. Um, That funnel is also featured on the ClickFunnels website. If you go to ClickFunnels.com, navigate through the network marketing stuff, you'll see a uh, case study there with that exact funnel. Um, that That's ours. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to give you that one. All you have to do is leave a rating and a review. Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today. And um, appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you all soon. And see you in the next episode. Thanks.